Ball spa. You want good words? Data language. Talk real sports with a real man. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And now, here's the be all, end all, know it all of high school, college, and pro sports. Aaron Skinny Cow with the Skinny on Sports. We're talking about practice, man. I'm the MVP. And a good Thursday morning out there, Western Oklahoma. Welcome to the Skinny on Sports right here in, on 98.1 FM, the Sports Animal. Glad to have you along for the next hour. Got all kinds of stuff coming up. Did did everybody – it's so funny. The day after I went on the – hopped aboard the Alex Ovechkin train, <laughs> it is now – I saw this morning he has a new trademark – that might answer some of our questions from yesterday about what's where he's headed. It's an awesome trademark, the right. way he did it. So I gotta look this. Up. I'm gonna hold on to the last. Keep everybody on. Can the I look seat. it up? Before? Oh, you can look it up. I just and you're won't, gonna, I won't reveal. You I can won't look go. it up, and you're gonna go. That is genius. Okay. All right. That is genius. The way what he just did. Uh, college football. We were going to talk about the coaching hires or the offseason, kind of which ones were our favorite. Is That's pretty well over. Uh, did see that uh, Zach Arnett, the defensive coordinator um, from Mississippi State, is going to get that job uh, after the passing of Mike Leach. He oh, was right. he kind of in an interim role as soon as the, the heart attack happened. Uh, now that, that Leach has passed, that's an official, I think, four-year deal uh, for Zach Arnett. And every anybody that's kind of plugged into the SEC – as that announcement was made yesterday afternoon, it, it almost seemed like, of course, it's him. Like he was maybe kind of in line for that job after Leach, anyhow, type of thing, or yeah. you know, was on that trajectory to be a head coach. So that's uh, that one is also on there. But um, we'll talk about those. Some portal news. Uh, it's a fascinating lack of info, right? I mean, be, there's some big time dudes in this state that are in that portal that you haven't heard much about. Hmm. And I want OU and OSU fans to really search their souls here through the first segment, and let me ask you a question. Okay. All of of you have enjoyed and, and rooted for passionately some guys on your team that have entered that portal, right? I mean, you've just rooted for them. Guys that have been, let's say if you're an OU fan, you've rooted your, your heart out for Theo Weiss or whoever it is that has mm-hmm. jumped in the portal. Right. On the other side, Sanders, Ford, those guys. Now that this is a thing, and now that this is going to continue to be a thing, do you find yourself maybe not getting it as attached to guys because of the possibility that you might see them at the other school? I'm so happy you brought this up. What do you do? Well, I, I was mean, just having this conversation the other yeah, day. Yeah, I think this is an interesting dynamic that's never been there before. So we'll talk about that. Uh, the Bowl Mania, Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania. Get in there. Games start tomorrow, right? The 16th? Yeah, like 10.30. 10.30 in the morning. So you're going to have a couple more warnings to get in there. Thunder tickets are available. That is the prize, and they're good ones. They're not – you know, before we got we got a whole bunch of games – and, yeah, and like bad tickets. Sure. Now we get right. one game with good ones. Okay. 
It's kind of how that works. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, going to be good. Not not just like loud city top Thunder tickets. These are going to be good ones. So get in there. West Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania will tell can, you how to do that. Can we win them? Can me and you win them? Well, is that is that frowned upon, or do we have to give them up? I mean, with the way a, my picking went this season, there's no chance I'm I'm winning this thing. But I'm just asking. It's probably a question for the brass. <laughs> Are we the brass? We might. Well, we're, we're the one well, organizing I mean, like, this thing. Well, when you think about it, last year in the bowl mania, I mean, I dominated everybody. You did. I won by like four games or five games. Yeah. So. Am I supposed to what what do I do with those? I think most of Hand our listeners Hand them out to our favorite listener? No, I think most of our listeners would understand. Well, it's not like I can cheat the game. No. Supposedly. I think they'd be like, "Oh, no, skinny, you take them." Oh, really? <laughs> not the I ones really, I know. Well, and they'd be like, "Really?" Oh, they'd let you How did you they, cheat? They'd, they'd give you a hard time about it. How did you cheat us and get to go to the Thunder game? Why are you on the front row? <laughs> it's funny how that works. That's a great question. We're going to play along anyway. I think Maybe, I'll, go, I'll go on record to say this. If I were to win, very slim chance, but if I were to win, I will gracious, graciously hand them down to the runner-up. <laughs> if it's not you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if it's not if it's you, then I'll go uh, to the see, third now, place. Th- you know what I like about our audience? They want Thanking. They, no, oh. you've got some thinkers out there. And our man Drew Spitzer – has the has the perfect now here's the thing he is a thinker well but you're gonna have to trust the person you do this with oh okay because he says here's how you do it you donate the tickets to me then i'll gift them to kara oh but what here's the, called, isn't that money money laundering but here's the problem <laughs> what if that donation to drew never makes it to kara <laughs> exactly will cost food <laughs> so it'll, uh, and, and, that's it just food well i'm sure he's meaning like a night out <laughs> oh yeah. for him and the wife which I mean, I see where he goes. He's kind of big baller sometimes. I've seen the pictures on Facebook. Yeah. Oh, just a pot of chili. Listen, that's easy. It I is, can make a pot of chili. Yeah, it is chili season. I've got to make a pot of chili. Matter of fact, a week from tomorrow. What for? Award-winning chili for um, a Christmas. Is it that? Oh. For one of our Christmases. I thought it was your church thing again. No, no. It's like That came back around quick. It's not that time of not year. Not that, not yet. Okay. It's normally in the uh, kind of in the. It's what I thought in the spring. Early spring yeah. to late late winter, kind of February March ish. Well, I'd love to taste the chili. Can Were you, you not a, there? Can you get a little Tupperware? Well, at the at the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was it. The same thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm, I've had it. I'm a one trick pony, my friend. Sorry. Now the one thing that I did learn from our chili cook off, that I tied for the win, but Randy won on a tie break. I think I I may have mash the meat too much oh it was okay. almost too much like a hot dog chili sauce as opposed to a mm. bowl of hearty chili sure, yeah. see what i'm saying yep flavor wise home run but the texture was a little off for the judges here at keco well i think you got my vote yeah i did i'm pretty sure I i'm pretty sure you said that because you're like is it which one was that like that's mine yeah that's the best yep i couldn't agree more but uh, you know, and I like I said back then, I could have won that by voting for myself. I felt that that was not the right thing to do. It turned out I voted for Randy, which gave him the tying vote, which gave him the win in the tiebreak. Tough break. Anyhow, not bitter. Just moving on. Uh, Seems we, like you're kind of <coughs> hanging on to that. <laughs> you asked, and I told. Uh, th- we'll talk a little thunder. The NBA's postseason awards they have been renamed. 
Not sure why. They got bored in the front office. Go. I got an idea. Let's rename the awards. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. So we'll talk about what, what those are. And then NFL, good game tonight on Thursday Night Football, a game that's going to matter in the playoff chase uh, with San Francisco heading to Seattle. I've actually got the standings right here in front of me, how the how the playoffs will be right now. And then about four or five, five, six teams still in the running and their schedules. So if we can kind of talk about that. And also, it's the exact question I have that is on the text line. Will the 49ers lament not upgrading from from Brock Purdy by the time this is all said and done? 225-9698 is the phone or the text line. It's also a happy birthday to one of our great listeners as well that we'll pick on here in just a second. 225 225- Nine six nine eight. If you're outside the listening area, stay in touch with us, kadsam.com, or uh, you can also check us out with the Paragon app. The app's got it all. Radio, Penny News, brand new edition of that Penny News. Hit the website on Wednesday night or overnight Tuesday. Print copies everywhere. Go pick up a free copy of the Penny News right now at your favorite local newsstand. Paragon and Big Elk TV, I know you've got a game tonight we'll talk about as well. On Paragon TV, Big Elks and the Elkettes close the pre-Christmas break schedule tomorrow with a couple of tough ones at Kingfisher. Man, it, I wish the time. I wish we'd move that time to about 5 for those games. That way we could wrap those things up about 7.30 and then a guy could make a stop at Okarchi on the way back home mm-hmm. and get home at a decent hour, but that can't happen. You know what I found that was funny? What? The Tuesday night, your game started at 6. It did start at 6. It felt like your game ended exactly the same time mine did when well, I started 30 minutes later. I'll tell you why. Uh, here's what happened. And this seems to happen like once, like like in the first couple of games, and then maybe even after, after Christmas, one of the first home games. Mm-hmm. We had about a 10-ish minute delay because... The fire alarm went off. Oh. And when the fire alarm goes off, there's all these blinking lights mm-hmm. that shine down onto the court at the Pioneer Center. And so with about six minutes left in the girls' game, the fire alarm went off. Oh, no. And the referees were like, stop the game, stop, because you know the lights are blinking, it's distracting. Yeah. And then from there, it, it normally takes a little bit of time to get those shut back off. Right. And I, I, I now know why. I was, um, there was a couple of accusations of, of small children that might have pulled the fire alarm um, that night. Here's what happens. And it's, it, you know, it's just one of those things. In the um, concession stand, there's a smoke detector. Right. There's a way to shut off that smoke detector. So it won't go off because here's the problem: if it goes off, the whole Pioneer Center goes off. Yeah. So they didn't turn it off. That's right. And then popcorn. Right. Sam got it. <laughs> Some I burnt almost, popcorn. I almost said that as a joke, but that's what. That's happened. exactly what happened, and it happens. And so it's like it, it jars everybody's memory. Ah. So it happens almost every year. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, we forgot to turn it off. Ah, the popcorn. Oh. And then it stops the game as it did the other night. Okay. Oh, it was a circus there for a little bit. I mean, that's you know we always text each other scores and everything, and I mine went final, and then like maybe a minute later or maybe a minute before yours was final, 
where I thought, why did it take them that long? They started 30 minutes early. Well, I, I forgot to send the final of the girls' game till about the end of the first quarter of the boys. But well, that that's part of it is we had a delay there trying to get the smoke detector. The fire alarms turned off because of the popcorn. <laughs> I like very, a little burnt popcorn, not too burnt. Hey, I mean, some of the best – my favorite piece of popcorn is the one that just barely almost pops but doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Like the kernel that doesn't hurt your teeth, though. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt my favorite. Uh, Thunder lost last night to the Heat. Uh, another close one. Um, man, Tyler Hero went nuts. Career high, I think, nine threes as the Heat beat the Thunder. Fourth straight loss for OKC. But they've got a huge homestand coming up. Seven. That was the first of seven in a row, 11 of the next 13 all the way through the uh, New Year's Eve break, or, or holiday, I should say, uh, are in Oklahoma City. So this may be a chance for, for the Thunder to kind of get back closer to that 500 mark is now I think they're four four below 500, four or five uh, at 11 and 15 or 11 and 16. I can't remember which. But uh, So OKC falls uh, to Miami. That's kind of a story, whatever. But to me, the, the renaming of these awards is hilarious. Why? Why are we re- why why are we re- renaming awards? I'll be honest with you. There, outside of maybe a couple, I didn't know they all had. I don't. I wouldn't be able to tell you their names from the top of my head. You know what I mean? I just think okay, the MVP award, the Sixth yeah, nobody Man of calls the year, it the the Defensive Player of the Year. No one calls it by its actual name, so or, do they? At the I, end of the day, I guess they kind of. I don't know that they ne- rename the award as much as kind of named the trophy out after a player yeah and so they asked so the mvp is going to be named after michael jordan cool or, or the trophy is going to be the jordan trophy yeah yeah i look i mean you've seen it It looks cool i guess does it look like him i didn't really dive out i saw a, a picture that i see it, it right it, here it had like points of every little thing about it that honor his career like there's like in a 23 you know, for all that stuff. They asked him about doing this, and he said it's an honor, obviously, for this trophy to be named after me, but he didn't want it to resemble him at all. And I thought he had a – his reasoning was pretty amazing. He said, because I don't want the MVP of that year to have to look at something that reminds them of me. They're the MVP. They want to look at something that reminds them of their season. Of their of just of, of, of their, just yeah. Of, of a, I'm the MVP. Yeah, right. Yeah. Not a statue of me in right. their house. Thought that was interesting that he had that take. It's a humble, just, humble take. I know, yeah, especially coming off, you know, seeing the last dance where yeah. humble yeah. was probably the ra- the last thing that uh, <laughs> you could say about him. So I, just, I thought that was interesting that he didn't want Maybe to. Maybe he's uh, playing us. Maybe he really likes it, but he can't say that. You know? Yeah. But whatever. I mean, most those guys, who, if they win the MVP, one, they're going to – I th- I think they'll be honored to, to uh, obviously win the MVP, but then they have a trophy of the greatest, if not one of the greatest basketball players of all time on their mantle. Now, I don't I, think they're going to look at that and let it tarnish what actually happened in the prior season for him. MJ had five MVPs. Only Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had more. And so you might think, well, why wouldn't the MVP be named after Kareem? Mm-hmm. Well, he gets a different. You, you know what his trophy is? 
Uh, no. I mean, the jokes write themselves, <laughs> yeah, so go they ahead. Do. I, I'm not, not going to write no, them. But, gonna... but that's what it is. What is it? The Social Justice Champion Award. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. Is this a new award? Maybe. Okay. But it's named after Kareem. Told you the jokes write themselves. Uh, Defensive Player of the Year is going to be the Hakeem Olajuwon Trophy. Great work there. A lot of times Hakeem is forgotten a little bit. Uh, the It's not Natumbo? No, no, no. That, no. <laughs> in the, in the, that would be a better that would probably be a better trophy. trophy if his little finger, finger wag. actually yeah. wags. Uh, John <laughs> Havlicek. <laughs> John Havlicek is the sixth man of the year. George Mike and most improved. Wilt Chamberlain rookie of the year. Okay. Whatever. AKA, I mean, Never mind. I'm it, stop. I mean, it's like, again, who cares? It just feels like the NBA is so ugh. trying to outsmart themselves. Yeah. Like, let's do hey, this. Yes, we're cool. Yeah. Well, who cares? I mean, the MVP is the MVP. The sixth man is the sixth man. That's how I've always. That's what I've always called them. I never knew the names before. I didn't know. Yeah, and I think it's still going to be that. That's still what we're going to call it. It's just going to have a trophy that looks like these people. Yeah. Which is and, super creepy. And, and, and speaking of naming of trophies, there are a very select few trophies that when you say the name, you know exactly what trophy it is. Lombardi. Yeah. Right? Let's name some others. that When you say the name of the trophy, you know what it's for. The Stanley Cup. Stanley Cup, exactly. Lombardi. What else? I don't know. Do you know what the NBA trophy is called? The champion? I mean, the like the... Do you know what it's called? I should, and I can't remember. What is it? The Larry O'Brien Trophy. The O'Brien, yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as famous as those other two we just Okay, mentioned. so here's a question, and Dakota brought this up on the text line because this is going to be my question to you. If you were one of these guys that has been, um, I guess, rewarded with a trophy named after you, okay, would you rather have that or would you rather, now that we're in this changing everything – would you rather want to be the logo? Because here's the thing. Jerry West is the logo. But the league has announced a new award called the Clutch Player of the Year, and it's named after Jerry West. So is this a precursor mm. to the NBA changing the logo? And if so, who do you think it's going to be? Oh, it's going to be Kobe. I think you're exactly right. 100% right. Mm-hmm. I think that the NBA is making this move to give Jerry West the Clutch Player of the Year award so that they can change the logo to Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with it. I don't, I don't either. I don't either. If an, if a trophy was named after you, what would it be for? <laughs> Best chili cooker. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> What, that's what you would want it to be named after, named for? Oh, of course not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's an interesting question. What would you want your trophy to be named after? I don't know. Or for? Um, number one dad. Well, they've got mugs that we I can just get you. Man, the t-shirts. I could, like guess what? Stuff. I could have saved like 25 bucks if I just got you number no one dad mug <laughs> for Secret Santa. <laughs> Probably wouldn't have enjoyed that one as much as what you really got, but. Huh. That's an interesting question. Yeah, what would a tr- what trophy? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, but now really, that's, it's a name. It's a name. I, I mean, don't know. The trophies. That, that I don't know if I'm supposed to be honored or <laughs> upset about <laughs> that. Well, back to the but the trophies gonna be. I don't care. We all know what they are. Um, I wouldn't even care if they changed the O'Brien Trophy because it's not as the name isn't as famous as Lombardi or Stanley Cup. But you would see people riot. I think if they change the name of the Lombardi Trophy, right? Yeah, as you know it. You I mean, would, people would go, what? Here's yeah. a question. Do you have any idea who Larry O'Brien was? Uh, a guy with heavy ties to the NBA. That, I, that's all I would – was he a coach? <laughs> that's a great question. I feel like he was a Boston Celtics coach. I don't know. Look it up. Commissioner. He was a commissioner. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh, we're getting suggestions for you. No, I don't want to hear it. When it comes straight to your phone, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't it. get it. I don't get it. Well, I don't want to hear it. All right, let's take a break. Spoiled brat award? No, champion builder award. Champion builder. The number one champion builder. Huh? I'm not a very good architect. It's got to be back to something that we've talked about. It has to be. Okay. Uh, maybe for the toys that I always have to build every yeah, Christmas Yeah, maybe Eve. that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, he was the uh, commissioner from 75 to 84, Larry O'Brien was. All right. The Skinny on Sports. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Here comes the, here comes the, here comes the, <laughs> How did that movie... Oh, my gosh. How has that movie not gotten canceled yet? Which one? Blazing Saddles. Oh, <laughs> I actually. How does that survive this nonsense know. that we've been living through the past five I don't think plus the, years? I don't think the angry white liberals realize the world started before, say, two thousand. That's <laughs> true. That might be that might be why it popped up but on they're, Hulu. They're tearing down statues that were built back in the eighteen hundreds. Poor, poor Ben Carson got removed yeah. the other day. But somehow, Blazing Saddles is untouchable. Isn't that crazy? All he did was be the first doctor to separate conjoined twins successfully and they, yeah and they, canceled, they canceled him they canceled him because of who he likes unreal that's pretty crazy unreal blazing saddles popped up on hulu the other night when we were looking for something yeah to watch. i've seen it and i hovered it over <laughs> and my wife she was like no, almost no, jumped no. through the top of the ceiling <laughs> uh no, no why it's not old enough for that one <laughs> like are you sure you feel like i watched it about this time of my life had to go rent the VHS from Tate's or whatever it was called back then. Oh, my Uncle Cliff. He probably appreciate him. Uh, we've got a couple of nominees for their own trophies. Sam's wants to be the best pot stirrer. Problem is, he's got some contenders There's there. There's a lot of people who would. Might have to have a vote on that one. Yeah. That's, so. that's funny. We should come up with awards. Stuff Drew like tried this. to do that and he got canceled. I'm not sure why. Try to do what? He was going to have a whole show about <laughs> giving away awards for tradeo callers. Oh, they shut him down. <laughs> it, it got shut down. I don't know if he did it himself or I don't know what happened. <clears throat> Maybe the inside joke got out. I don't know. Anyhow, yeah, we could do that. You know what we need? We know what everybody out there listening needs to do. Get involved in the Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania. Get it done. ESPN website. We've got links on our Skinny on Sports Facebook page to it. It's going to be an awesome prize. 
Good Thunder Tickets await the winner of the Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania. Tyler Harrison, Robbie Allen, all the gang down at Western Oklahoma Realty. People before property is their motto. Get involved. you got one day before you start missing games. I think there's two games tomorrow. And then by Saturday, they're going to be seven or eight deep. So get there, ESPN website, or just click the link on our Skinny on Sports Facebook page. takes you right to the picks. Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania. Picking games against the spread as we did with the pick them throughout the year. And once again, the winner gets good Thunder tickets. It's going to be an awesome prize. Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania. Come play with us. Uh, tonight, Thursday night game is a good one. With the Niners at the Seattle Seahawks, San Francisco 9-4 and four atop the NFC West. Their closest competitor is the Seahawks at 7-6. and six. Is Brock Purdy good enough? And how will we know? <laughs> I know somebody's seen it. Mongo only pawn in Game of Life. It's one of the few we can use Yeah, on the air. <clears throat> Is Brock Purdy good enough? Or will San Francisco rue the day? And I'm not saying it had to be Baker Mayfield. It could be somebody else. But I know his name was brought up when he got released at the same time Jimmy G had broken his foot ahead of Purdy's first start last week. Will we know? Or is this something that we're going to get into the playoffs, Brock Purdy's going to look like a rookie last pick in the draft, and everybody's going to go, gosh, they should have done something different. So what I'm trying to do here is question it beforehand instead of looking back if you so choose, because Brock Purdy looked pretty darn good in that win against Tampa Bay on Sunday. Yeah. I I, I would I, – I mean, the story's awesome to see the very last pick in the draft – and then you know, be relevant, you know, not irrelevant, and and make a run at this thing. I can't buy into it because the 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 likelihood of that happening is not very good. It's not a first round guy. He's a seventh round guy, and that was fun to see on Sunday. It was probably really fun for those who don't like Tom Brady, but Tampa Bay has they've been up and down all year. Um, I don't know. I, I think it could carry over a little bit into tonight, the momentum that is. But I think eventually he he bottoms out a little bit. But I don't know if we want to call it like the Niners, you know, looking back saying what if. Like we should have done that. We should have pulled the trigger on, I don't know, Baker Mayfield or someone else. Well, that's, that's the question is if it wasn't Baker Mayfield, who can you get? Because here's oh, the yeah. problem. Trade deadline's over. You can't make one of those. Right. So you've got to pick somebody up off the street, essentially. But I think what they they were comfortable. I don't think it's so much being Purdy being good. I think he just has to be okay because you look what you got around him, and I think they were comfortable looking at the like, okay, this kid is formidable. You know, he just has to exist. What's the the famous line on Friday Night Lights? You just have to exist in the three seconds from taking the snap and handing it off to me. I mean, that's what McCaffrey's probably thinking, or Samuel. You know. You just you just whip it out to me. Let's go. Just just throw it over me in the flats or or get it in my hands. He has a lot of pieces around him that can make him look good. I mean, he made some yeah he made some good throws, but he had some wide receivers made some good catches too. So, I think the 49ers are like we're okay with having this guy. 
run the show because we got other guys around them. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, that <clears throat> that, that roster is as good as anybody. When the defense Debo is went crazy. Down, I thought, uh-oh, well, that's, that's, it's going to have to be the one-man show with McCaffrey. And, of course, they can't make that choice uh, beforehand because Debo was healthy until last week. And yeah. so, you know, that – it appears he'll be back. Yeah, three-ish weeks is what Shanahan said. This is an interesting thing for the Niners, though, because if they win tonight, they win the division. What do you do? Yeah. you At 9-4, and four, realistically, you're not catching Philly for the bye because Philly's 12-1, and one, okay? You're just a game behind Minnesota, so that's a carrot there – at the end of the at the end of the race to maybe you can host that game as opposed to have to go to Minnesota if the you know if, if, if the seeds work out you also if you're second you have a chance I guess it doesn't matter though because if you if you beat Minnesota on the road and Philly gets upset you're still going to be hosting the NFC title game with with Philly getting upset and you being able to you know win that and because you're going to play the second seed if the second seed wins if Minnesota gets beat in the first round, then you're the next highest seed. Right. If you can hold on to the third, which they should be able to, considering that they will—I mean, they'll be locked in no low, no lower than the third because Tampa's six and seven, right? Mm-hmm. So, what is there to play for? But also, you have to get—you have to play Purdy. He's never played. Yeah. So you want to get him the experience of, but you also—I mean, it doesn't. How much good does it do you if he's getting experience with guys he's not going to be playing with in the playoff game? So it's a really kind of a weird, risky, rewardy type of situation here for the Niners, especially if they win tonight. Because then they're going to have three games that are almost just throwaways. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, you're going to be nailed no worse than third win the division, but really can't be first with a quarterback that's never played. Yeah, I think it's really, really interesting to see it, what Shanahan it's, does. It's very interesting. Because, I mean, you, you know, some if, if and oh, by the way, your running back, and, and at this point now, probably your main weapon just happens to be Christian McCaffrey, who is injury prone. And so you're trying to protect him as much as you can to make sure he's healthy for the playoffs, yet you want to get him some, you know, vibes with Brock Purdy, the Jimmy G hanging out there. Could he possibly be back? I mean, there's a lots of stuff going on there at San Francisco for a team that looks like they're rounding into form to be a very formidable opponent in these NFC playoffs. But is Brock Purdy the kryptonite we'll see i I don't think we'll know we this is the problem is this is the only time you can answer this question if you don't ask it like we just did is in hindsight yeah because you just won't know until and, and even if he runs through the regular season who cares that's not a a divisional game on the road in minnesota you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like you, it's just a, it's a really interesting where they're at. All right, playoff chase in the NFL. Okay. If the playoffs started right now, Buffalo would be the one seed in the AFC. Kansas City would host New England. Baltimore uh, welcomes Miami, and then Tennessee and Cincinnati. 
Okay. Just outside, you've got the Chargers and the Jets at seven and six, which so is New England. New England gets the tie breaks at least right now. And then you got some five and eight teams. The only one that I wrote down their their schedule was Jacksonville, just simply because they have a game with Tennessee left, and that could be a division winner. Wild card, no chance, probably. But they could still win a division. Cleveland and Pittsburgh and the Raiders at five and eight, not much chance because they're not going to be able to win a division. So of those the, the wild cards right now 7 and 6 New England 8 and 5 Miami 9 and 4 Cincinnati How many of those 3 end up making it to the playoffs Tell me again New England 7 and 6 Miami 8 and 5 Cincy 9 and 4 and the two teams that realistically have a chance at the at a wild card are both at 7 and 6 tied with New England record wise the Chargers and the Jets So which team of of, the, of Cincy, Miami, New England, how many of those make it at the end? Two. Miami. Cincy and Miami. And Miami. Yeah, I think Chargers get in there. I do too. Here, here's a big reason why. New England, they have at the Raiders, host Cincy, host Miami, at Buffalo is what New England's got left. I mean, that's a – Really tough schedule mm-hmm. for a team that you're still trying to figure out how in the world they're winning anyhow. Right. You like the Chargers, and so do I. One, I like their team. Two, listen to this schedule. Host Tennessee, go to the Colts, host the Rams, go to the Broncos. Yeah, that's all. You can see all four and oh. Yeah. Whereas New England, you could the, see 0 the and 4. T- Tennessee's the only team I see that could beat it, but it's at LA. It's at LA. And then the Jets, who are also 7 and 6. Detroit, who we'll talk who's, about in a second. It's hot, yeah. Jacksonville, who is still semi in the race for their division. Right. At Seattle, at Miami. So the Chargers have by far the easiest path. Right. The one. The one that's a little bit shaky, and we talked about this on Tuesday, is Miami. Have the Dolphins been figured out? Uh. They're yeah. gonna they, yeah. they they may play in a blizzard on on Sunday, at Buffalo. Then they get Green Bay, which who in the world knows what Green Bay is doing? It looks like Jordan Love's gonna kind of have his audition. At New England could be a humongous game, followed by home against the Jets. I mean, those last two division games could be enormous to figure out if they can actually make the playoffs. I feel like Miami's still in a good spot. But, man, if they don't get it figured out, you could see them falling. So, I'm with you. I think Miami, Cincinnati, and the Chargers ends up being the three wild cards. Mm -hmm. But it wouldn't shock me if it's Cincinnati, the Chargers, and either the Jets or New England. It wouldn't shock me. No. And right now, let's see, doesn't uh, feel like New England beat the Jets twice. Is that right? I know they beat them once because that was the uh, the game where, what, where what's his name, threw the pick, threw a bunch of picks. Yeah, and then they returned that punt. Yeah, they beat, they beat the Jets Twenty two seventeen when Jacob or when uh, Zach Wilson threw the game away, they beat him ten three when the last second punt return happened. So the so New oh, yeah, England yeah. New England has that. So 
man, that New England-Miami game in Foxborough week 17 is going to be huge. It might be the decision, the deciding factor who joins the Chargers and the Bengals. Who do you think ends up with the one seed? Out of the AFC? Yeah, I didn't write these down. <clears throat> uh, let me look at the schedule. Buffalo yeah. and I mean it's, it's down to Buffalo and Buffalo, Kansas City, and maybe the Bengals. You think they can climb that high? Well, here's the thing. They get a shot at the Bills week 17. They've already beaten Kansas City. Right. They're just a game back at 9 and 4 versus 10 and 3. So if they if they went out, that means they beat the they would have a win over Buffalo making them four losses. All they would need is Kansas City to lose a game. And then they would own the tiebreak over both of those teams mm. if they went out. Bengals have at Pats, uh, I'm sorry, at Bucks, at Pats, Bills, Ravens. And, oh, by the way, Ravens are 9-4 and four as well, so that could be, the, the, the if, it, if it comes down to it, that's the division deciding game as well to give Baltimore a fifth loss. So if you had to bet your next paycheck, who is the one seed in the, in, in the AFC? I would still stick with Buffalo. Kansas City has at Texans, Seahawks, Broncos, at Raiders. Oh, those are wins. You remind me again who Buffalo has. Buffalo has da, 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 da. Miami. At, yeah, home Miami this week at Bears at Bengals home Patriots. A little tougher. Yeah, much tougher. At Bengals. At Bengals. I might. Can I switch my answer? I'll go with Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I, I just because of the schedule. But if you don't believe in Miami at all, then it basically comes down to, will the Bills win at Cincinnati? Right? That'll be the – I mean, that, that's kind of the, the decision maker. Yeah. Because beat, beat Miami, win at Chicago, then you have at Cincinnati. If you can win that game, then you host the Patriots with the one seat on the line. I think I would still. I think it would be Kansas City, though. Yeah. J Max already declaring the the uh, bowl mania over. He's made his picks. The winners are in. He's wanting to come get the Thunder tickets right now. Oh, it's awfully bold. Chiefs fan Dakota. He wants Kansas City to get the bye. He doesn't want any part of the Chargers. I don't blame him. Chargers and Chiefs have played those games. I mean, we we documented it after the last time. The Chiefs won in the last minute again. Those games have all been one-score games between Herbert and uh, and Mahomes. The Chargers look scary, right? Yeah, they do. <clears throat> They're the team that, that has got a bunch of guys hurt, starting to get them all back. They're the ones that look scary. Maybe back to the form is, is what everybody thought. I mean, you know, preseason, remember, lots of people had them winning that division. Uh, probably one of them. Partly looking for somebody besides Kansas City, partly because of, of Herbert and that, that offense. 
And now all of a sudden, here they come, and they're, and they're starting to get healthy. Let's look at the. Let's look at the Jim NFL. had them as a Super Bowl team. Uh, I think he had them winning it, didn't he? Beating uh-huh. the Rams, possibly. Or no, he didn't have the Rams because he doesn't. Believe, he believes in that, which rightfully so. The the winner coming back, or, or the second place team coming back, which Cincinnati looked like they were under that curse for a little bit, and now all of a sudden, maybe not. NFC Philly, uh, NFC is really a little bit more clear cut, I think, in a lot of ways. Philly's two games ahead of everybody for the for the top spot in the in the East. Right now, it'd be Minnesota versus the Giants, San Francisco versus Washington, and then Tampa and Dallas. So both the Giants and the Skins or the Commanders, seven five and one. That tie is the difference between them being in and out because Seattle's seven and six. Huge game tonight for Seattle once again. If they can beat the Niners. That puts them in. It'll put them in next week because the Giants and the and the Commanders play again this week. So unless they tie for a second time, one of those teams will fall behind where Seattle's going to be. Whoever loses that game, mm-hmm. then you got Detroit. Here's the beauty: if you're Detroit, you're six and seven, while those two teams with the tie are seven, five, and one. But guess what? You've beat them both. Detroit has beaten the Giants and Washington. And then there's some 5-8 and eight teams, uh, the South teams trying to catch Tampa one game behind, da-da-da-da-da. So out of Washington, the Giants, and Dallas, all those NFC East teams that are wild cards right now, how many of those teams make it? Out of Washington, the Giants. And Dallas. Man, I... I think it'd be really cool to see all three of them. I'll go with two of them. Dallas. Oh, I don't even know if I want to do that. I mean, Dallas is it. Um, I, no, I'll just stick with my gut. I think all three of them get in. I'm going to go Dallas and Washington. I think the Giants. I think the Giants fall out. You know, they started, what, 5-1, and 6-1? And now they're seven five and one. Yeah, that's true. They've, they've Commanders kind of went the other way a little bit. They they they're playing better right now. <coughs> Actually, gosh, here here's the problem for Seattle. You like their spot at seven and six, right? But guess what Seattle's got on the schedule? Well, tonight. Yeah, I've seen this. I can't remember. It's tough. It's tonight. It's at Kansas City. Uh, tonight is hosting San Francisco. At Kansas City, host the Jets, and then host the Ra- uh, the Rams. So at least three of them are at home, yeah. which at, at times in, in the NFL history has been a guaranteed win. I don't know if it's this time with Geno. I love where Detroit's at, especially if they could beat the Jets this week. If they could win at the Jets, making them 7-7, seven and seven, having those tie breaks over Washington and the Giants with at Carolina, Chicago, and at Green Bay left – Man, you gotta love where Detroit's at. And then it comes down to can Tampa hold on to the NFC South? They play both Carolina and Atlanta the last two weeks. Home against Carolina at Atlanta. Two games before that, they host Cincinnati this week, then they're at Arizona after that. Or yeah, the next week. Atlanta appears to me to have the toughest road. At New Orleans, at Baltimore, 
Cardinals, and then host Bucks. Carolina's interesting. Pittsburgh, Detroit, then at Tampa, at New Orleans. It feels like Tampa probably holds on, but I'm not betting anything. No. I mean, I don't, as a Cowboy fan, I almost want them to hold on. That's an interesting conversation. Because, like, uh, I mean, a week ago, I don't want anything. You know, I, I'm a little leery of playing Tom Brady in the playoffs. But, man, after how they looked, how they have looked the last couple of weeks, last few weeks, that's the kind of that's the team I want the Cowboys to match up with. Still, I, I, I've, I've thought that the whole time. But then when you see, gosh, you see what happened against the, the Saints – with a, that comeback at the end, yeah. See, see what well, happened against well, the Rams. You yeah, know, the, yeah. The, it, it kind of reminds you. Oh yeah, it is still Tom Brady. Right. That's what I've always been kind of talking about. But then last week happened. But I mean, if you're, gosh, are you really going to tell me though? You wouldn't rather see Desmond Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons than Brady? Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. Drew says the Dallas defense might make Brady actually retire. You know, and and. But thinking about it, the but that beat up offensive line, a statue of a quarterback, even though it is Tom Brady. Yeah, I mean, when you think about how the match, if you just if you took that name off the back of that twelve, and just watched the way that offense plays and watched the way that Dallas's defense plays, it looks like the perfect feeding frenzy for Dallas's defense. But the problem is, you can't take that brady off that jersey because it is still tom brady yeah and keep in mind too that the secondary for dallas is a little beat up oh a little and do you want to take a a secondary like that against a tom brady team that has mike evans to throw to julio jones fournette out of the backfield so you see what i'm saying so that that gives me a little pause Here's the thing about that. Here's the thing about Brady that would make you a little bit concerned. Yeah, they won last week. I watched them. Yeah, play we last watched week. it. I yeah, mean, they they won. Everybody plays bad every night. But here's the problem: Brady is a lot like the way the NBA is played offensively right now. He will search out. He ain't gonna throw it at seven. Yeah. He, why? Why in the world would you ever throw it at number seven when you could search out the matchup that you want? Why would you? And he wouldn't. He would pick on whoever that is on the other side, mm-hmm. which is hard to tell. Right? I guess Kelvin Joseph, I guess. But he would search that out over and over and over and over. Whereas if it's a Desmond Ritter or a Sam Darnold, maybe not the same. But when you watch the Bucks play, man, they look just broke down, right? Yeah. And it's still four weeks. I mean, there's some things that can happen and get better, but – it's an interesting conversation that's going to continue to be had because here's the thing. Dallas is almost nearly locked into that fifth spot unless Philly has a, has a slide. And Tampa, or whoever wins the South, is absolutely going to be the four seed. I promise we'll talk about the coaching hires tomorrow, Jared. Okay. We got into that playoffs, and, man, it just – time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> By the way, uh, I'm – Last week for Dallas happened. Here's the you better watch out this week. Yeah. Because very quietly, something is happening in Jacksonville that we all thought was going to. It just took a little bit longer than what we thought. 
And what that is, is Trevor Lawrence is becoming one of those dudes. Okay. He's thrown for 3,200 yards, 20 touchdowns, only six picks. That sounds like NFL quarterback stuff. Eviscerated Tennessee last week. He, it just, like I told you off the air, it's taken him about half of this season, or a little bit, maybe not quite that long, but about half of this season to wash off the Urban Meyer stench and let Doug Peterson start to grow him and cultivate him and develop him into the quarterback that everybody thought he was going to be coming out of Clemson. So this one here for Dallas, especially with the game against Philly next week on Christmas Eve in Jerry World, which will be the uh, um, obviously a must-win game, and then you hope Philly stumbles one more time in order to jump up to that you know that one spot. So this is a interesting spot. The Cowboys better be ready, and they better play better than they did against Houston. Have you seen the um? This the Saturday schedule. You know, there's three games on Saturday. Oh, for this Saturday? Yeah. Oh, is it really? It's horrible. Oh, you know what I have? It's horrible. It's one of those that probably it looked pretty darn it good in good preseason. On, yeah. And then it's not yeah, Indy, Minnesota, Baltimore, Cleveland, Miami, Buffalo. Miami Buffalo is obviously a good one. Is that what yeah. you're looking at? Uh that that'd be <clears throat> about the only good one. Yeah. I, I tell you, if you want to really start laughing, look at the Christmas Day schedule. Give me a minute. I mean, you got it. I've got it pulled up right here. So most of the games are going to be Christmas Eve next next Saturday or that Saturday, right? Then the Christmas Day, you think Green Bay, Miami. Here's one that looked pretty good in the preseason that isn't Denver, the Rams. Oh, <laughs> ouch! How about this with Tampa Bay, Arizona? Oops. And then the Chargers and Indy is the Monday night game. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, you think Fox isn't happy? They've got Philly-Dallas, 3, 3.30 on uh, Christmas Eve oh, afternoon. <clears throat> yeah. I'm surprised some of that didn't get flexed out, to be quite honest, but it didn't. All right, Jared, we talked about Ovechkin yesterday and how I think he's one, he's the most underrated athlete then we got to visiting about where he's at. So he's at 800 goals, one behind Gordie Howe for second. I think uh, the great one is 894, the most goals in the history of the NHL. Ovechkin 37 or 38, can't remember which. It was one of those two. And we got, you know, what's he going to do? Can he, can he get there? Is he going to try to play that long? Guess what he has trademarked? What's that? The great, which is GR and the number eight. Which happens to be his or, number. Or his number. Chase. Okay. I mean, that is marketing genius, my <laughs> friends. And it also would kind of signal that maybe he's going to continue to press on and try to reach that magic number of 895. Yeah, again, I'm always <clears throat> blown away about how long some of these hockey guys can play. I mean, because it is a, it is a physical sport. You know, obviously the contacts and the checking and everything, but I mean, just the skating alone. So that's it's impressive. So I would, I, I'm not shocked if he continued to play and chase for this record. Okay, yeah. So he is 37. 
He turned 37 in September. Let's look at his last. Let's try to let's try to take a guess at how long it's going to play, or how long it, it could possibly take for him to get there. Okay, so last year he scored 50 points or goals. Goals. Okay. This year he's scored. He, he's he's netted 20. So since 15, 50, 33, 49, 51, 48, 24, 50, and that 20 through 31 games this year, which is about what a third of the season, a little bit more than a third, because they play exactly they play the same number, 82 games, as the NBA does. And when he's played sort of a full season, take away the 24 in in 20, 20 21, which you know what that was, mm-hmm. he's been right around that 50 mark each year. So if you give him, say, 25 more, he's at 825, and he's 70 short. So that's, what, a year and a half, two years, two full seasons, you feel like pretty comfortable that it'll happen? That's not out of the realm of possibility, is it? It's very possible. Do it before the age of 40, or right at the age of 40, you know, right in that area? I think it could happen. Mm Mm-hmm. And so does he, and that's why he trademarked the great chase. How exciting. All right, you got a game tonight. Where are you going to be? Uh, down south in Duke, Oklahoma. Take on the Tigers and the Lady Tigers. Is that the only one? Or I think there might be one other tonight. Not 100% sure. That's where I'll be. Uh, Tipton at Eric as well. I was thinking there was one more. No, Tipton's coming up to Eric. Tipton's coming to Eric. Yep. You're going to Duke. Canute Duke, Tipton Eric tonight. Paragon TV, then we'll tell you about what's going on tomorrow, final uh, night of high school hoops before the Christmas break. Bowl Mania, Western Oklahoma Realty Bowl Mania. Get signed up. Thunder tickets available for the winner. ESPN website. By the way, we forgot to mention one special birthday. Who's that? Happy birthday, Possum. Hey. 42. Hey. My son can't believe he's that uh, J-Max actually older than me and Possum. <laughs> but he is. You've been listening to the Skinny on Sports podcast with Aaron Cow. Be sure to hit that subscribe button to get alerts of when the latest podcast is available. Thanks for listening. That ball is blistered to right. Way.